0: Listen, we're excited to bring you our fifth message in in a six-week celebration of the season of Lent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As we said, Lent marks a time since the early church history when believers observed a pre-Easter fast. Uh, And it came in different kind of shapes and forms over the years and uh, looked a little bit different. It shows up in the Neocene... Literature that we have, or history that we can look back, but it marked a time of, of self examination and reflection, and um, and oftentimes, um, it would be employed by believers who were preparing themselves for the sacrament of baptism, hmm. and and typically like six days. So maybe we should start doing that for people that want to get baptized and tell them they have to fast for six days. <laughs> I wonder how many takers we'd have if we did that. <laughs> We're presenting this land season as a time of our professed need for personal and corporate restoration. Can we agree with that? Amen. <laughs> you mean, are we tired of looking at ourselves yet? Uh, this world, uh, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but it's a little bit crazy. It needs a genuine revival of faith in God. I mean, they've, they've always struggled with God. But would just seem to be going through more of it and more intensely so these days. You could say that the birth pains are more and more frequent. Um But we all need a daily renewal uh that would see us like turning away from destructive thinking and poor behaviors. Not that that ever shows up in our life, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it yeah. funny when you you know, when we go to ask God to just show things in our lives tonight?
1: He says, Oh really.
0: Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets messy, and you're asking Jesus, where are you? And he says, well, that might be me. I might be yeah. showing some things uh, to you about yourself. But it's it's a time for us to turn our affections toward Jesus. And uh, next week, we're going to be concluding our message in this Lenten series. We're going to be visiting Jesus' mission statement from John 10. I'm, I'm holding to it. I'm putting it out there. I kind of looked at these these notes and said, man, am I committing to this? Yes, we're committing to this, John. Good. Yeah, good, yes. <laughs> His stated purpose for coming was to bring salvation to any who would follow after him. And and yes, it's a salvation that assures us of eternal life. Uh, but it isn't just a promise for life in the hereafter, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's meant to affect us today. He comes to give us a rich and a satisfying life in the here and now, and even in the midst of Trials and troubles, like you know, he's promising that for us. Hey, Linda, it's good to see you. Charity, Barb, yeah, you guys, as you're coming on, just say hi. It's me, and say hello to everybody online. It's good to see you. Uh, As we've uh, stated from the outset of this series, what have we stated? I have no idea. She's a lot. (laughs) Jesus is always at work, right? Oh, always, yes. He's bringing about a restoration of our whole person. Yeah. Uh, and he also comes to like present us with a foretaste, right, of the of the great recon, reconciliation of everything that's created. There's a time coming, he says, when heaven and earth, you know, who've been sort of cohabitating like this, coexisting, where, where they're all going to come together. We're going to get a whole new heaven and earth. These things are going to come together. He's not only has Jesus come. Uh, you know, the presence of God has come to tabernacle in his son Jesus. But uh, the the presence of Jesus and his spirit has come to tabernacle in us. We'll, we'll point to this a little bit today. Um, but He he's going to come and he's going to tabernacle. That means he's going to come and fill all of creation. He's going to bring everything into reconciliation. And that is good news. Um, but it. But as part of this Lent and Easter uh, Passover, um, we've been inviting you to celebrate Jesus with the new Passover meal that Jesus himself had instituted. And I see today here, Debbie, you got some elements prepared for us. I did. Yeah. Perhaps when we're through the Lenten series, we'll actually have this all really figured out. (laughs) I highly doubt it. (laughs) But, you know, i got to say that the Eucharist, the communion celebration is something that's really been tugging on our hearts, you know, as we yeah. consider the days that are ahead for the church, because we think that when we come back, it's going to look a little bit different, right? Like, we don't want to waste what we've been through in this last year, but we, we're, our senses is, yeah, the church and how we gather and the things that we're focusing on, we're going to see a bit of a shift and part of part of the thing that Debbie and I are really looking at is just this, this celebration of communion of yeah. the Eucharist and celebrating his presence in preparing for communion um you know we invite you to begin by slowing down to be you know present with Jesus and to remember him uh um because he is the one reason that we're all gathering, yeah. He's the one he's the one we're gathering around as the people of God's presence we are given to actively welcoming his presence here among us. We talked a bit about that the last time he yeah, nice. spoke um so we are indeed we're gonna we're gonna just slow down and invite the presence of jesus uh to just to sojourn. Over us and with all of us, no matter where we are <laughs> in our in our in our in our homes, wherever we find ourselves, um, watching and participating online. Here, um, we want you, Jesus, to come and sojourn in our presence, to make your presence uh, just to reveal yourself in amongst us. You know, it was with some anticipation and i say this all the time to encourage the faithful it was with with incredible anticipation that jesus actually prepared that last meal uh, for his disciples you're a you're a host right yeah you love preparing i do a good love meal preparing. and getting actually, it's
1: funny even with we're gonna have a potluck at our house Yep. Yeah. but you can bring this but i've already pre- prepared for everybody to have everything anyhow, even if they brought nothing cuz i love cooking.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but the neat thing of course about inviting people to come and bring something with yeah. them. It it actually reinforces uh, a truth that uh that we all care something of Jesus when we come together and yeah, there's just something really neat when we can, you know, fill the tables up with all of these different kinds of That's good. plates and and uh treasures and treats and things and gluten-free products and (laughs) (laughs) just whatever people need it's just it's kind of fun and we you just never know quite know what it's going to turn out like but as you said you've kind of always got the base meal all figured out i'm going to make sure that this thing is going to be a success it's, it's
1: been every single time even when we did it at church and uh then we would have potluck, but then we'd be in the kitchen freaking out, going, "Ah, darn it!" Um, and there's not gonna be enough. But uh, always, there is always enough.
0: Always, there's enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know, as we see, it's with the anticipation that Jesus uh, prepares the last meal uh, for his disciples, and uh, he's made plans in advance of our of our gathering. Uh, he did it for his disciples, and, and I sense that even here today, yeah. that uh, he made plans, uh, that he's, he's invested in this meal that we're having with him. Um, yeah, he wants the disciples to experience the Passover meal in, in a way that they'd never experienced before. Which I love that is there, you know, is there something new all the time that Jesus is, is bringing uh, for us when we come to the table? Are we just are we just kind of going through this as rote, or is in fact uh, Jesus wanting to to demonstrate himself in a in a way to us and to speak to us in a way that we maybe haven't experienced before? And it was kind of on that note, right, that we sent out a couple of questions in advance of mm-hmm. even coming. I, I don't know how many of you gathering online here would have caught those questions. You might have caught it if you were thumbing through uh, uh, Facebook, um, you know, certainly through our pages here, if you've opened up any of your Vine Line experiences, um, or communications, sorry. But there were a couple of questions that I invited you to, to pursue, and, and maybe just to take a few minutes um, in doing that. Uh, and there, you know, there are really two questions that uh, that come from a place of thanksgiving, and and I think you know, thanksgiving is always a, a good place to start. You know, Jesus broke bread and gave thanks to the Lord. That's yeah. how he 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 issued the new Passover meal for them, right? Yeah. Um, and this was done in a way that they were familiar with, right? Um. But but as as we come today, there are two questions that I had in. You know, and here they are, and maybe you want to ask them here. You've got your notes there. Sure. Uh,
1: first question: In what ways have you experienced God at work in your lives through this past week? Can you name one thing that you're thankful for? Yeah. Can you?
0: Can you? Can I, can I? Can I? I can. We've had yeah, we've had a couple of weeks filled with family, with uh, with kids and grandchildren. Yeah. Specifically. Five
1: year old, two three year olds, a six month old, and a five month
0: old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and, and in all of those places, um, Jesus has been a part of our conversations with our kids. And, yep. and we've had some pretty, actually, when I think about it, I've had some pretty deep conversations with, with our kids about Jesus. I can remember years ago when that wasn't an, an impossibility, <laughs> when that yeah. wasn't going to happen. So, you know, listen. There, we have got lots to be thankful yeah. for. What about what about you? Is it
1: uh, just being my birthday yesterday, but just ah, be yes. able to spend it with family, with yeah. my kids, and yeah. uh, the, grandchildren the excitement it. on their yeah. face when they sang happy birthday to you, and <laughs> their hand-drawn pictures yeah. Yeah. they've given me, and with great just excitement and joy as they hand them to grandma. Sure. So it was it was good. Yeah.
0: So that's that's those two pictures there that we've got that are on the yeah. car. Yeah. 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 we could show everybody their great work. But yeah, so but it came from them, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what what is what is one thing that you guys are, are thankful for? Maybe uh maybe you feel brave enough to kinda put that Type in Type it in. Type it in. <laughs> Talk it up out there, you guys. It's all right. (laughs) So, and then there was a second set of questions that come by by way of inviting Jesus to awaken our awareness of His presence, His presence with us now. Um, You know, and we're gonna just we'll just take a a minute to just kind of wait on Him. Barb, what is she writing there?
1: She's thankful that I have my appointment booked to have my vaccine in a week.
0: Yeah, hey, good Amen. to see you, Barb. Barb, that's great. I actually was thinking about Barb this morning and her vaccine. We've actually got a few people in our midst that are starting to receive the vaccine and yep. and that's good news. That's good news. Um yeah, so yeah, exactly. Nice to have that in front of us or behind us or whatever the <laughs> whatever the thought is. How but here's here's a second set of questions. Like I said, how my God be inviting you to experience Him uh, through the week that's ahead. So as we give thanks to God for the week that we've enjoyed, um, looking ahead. uh, How do you see God inviting you to experience Him through the week ahead? Uh, Is there maybe just one or two words? And, and, you know, I know you, Vineyard Body, you're really good at this, at just discerning those one or two. Two words, Michelle, yeah, thankful for relationships with other believers. Amen. What's Dawn saying there? She's.
1: Celebrating our 19th anniversary and husband's birthday. Great family times. Awesome. Amen. Well,
0: that's that's awesome to hear, Dawn. But yeah. Um, Yeah, and Michelle, yeah, that's a significant thankful praise report there. Um, What are. So, yeah, so is there just. One or two words that you feel impressing on your heart. Thankfulness is yeah. There's there's the one. Just I'm thankful.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm
0: tired. <laughs> <laughs> you are know, admittedly tired. Uh, where do kids get all that energy? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good thing. Younger parents have more energy than we do yeah. in our.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I mean, uh, the the question about you know what. Might God be inviting you to experience Him in the next week ahead? I just the word I get is re, to re-push the reset button and just slow down and spend some time with Him.
0: Okay, so that's good.
1: Yeah. That's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's just just take a minute there. God, how might You be inviting us to experience Yourself through this week? Uh, yeah I, I did, I feel like, I feel like the Lord has, has got a word for all of us um, and, and I, I know you know this, but I, I, I just so much sense uh, God the Father saying to all of us and saying to you that I'm present. I'm your Father, and I am present. And of course, that that is going to be weaved into um, this message today, because that's kind of where we've landed. But um, I think as we take communion, I I just feel that promise of the Lord, just saying, uh, I'm present. And I I want you uh, just to be filled with an awareness of me. That's what the Father wants for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Christ welcomes you and I to be continually filled with his Spirit. I'm speaking to you here as a celebrant as we uh, practice communion. He wants you to be continually filled with his Spirit. He wants to awaken your awareness of his love for you. Uh, he wants to renew your whole person. And here, here what I, I feel, just feel impressed that he wants to say to you He says, Everything about you is sacred to me. Hmm. You're the temple of my Holy Spirit. Your body, your mind, your very soul, every part of your being is precious to me. Your lives. Your families, your friendships, they are all entirely precious to me. As we break the bread and as we drink from the cup, we are proclaiming the life that Jesus has willingly laid down for us And we are celebrating not only the forgiveness of our sins, but we are also celebrating this new relational covenant between God and his people, between God and us. And in Christ, a whole new world of possibilities for creative life is emerging. Do you want to maybe just pray over us now?
1: Sure. So as we go into the elements together, uh, I'll just lead with prayer. As we draw near to you, God, awaken our awareness of you with us. Commune with us. In faith, we come to Jesus as we break this bread and drink from the cup, we choose to fix our thoughts on you
0: hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna take that bread, sweetie um, Here we go reading from first corinthians eleven twenty three to twenty four and you should almost all be knowing this by heart (laughs) but on the night when he was betrayed the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it and he broke it in pieces and he said this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me and you're reading the response
1: oh my response it's written here sorry you're leading all of us (laughs) (laughs) the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given to you, preserve your body and soul into everlasting life.
0: Now, in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it.
1: The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed for you, preserve your body and soul into everlasting life.
0: Amen. And like all good Anglicans, we'll consume our juice thoroughly later.
1: (laughs) I got some spinach dip, actually, to go with the bread.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. So this afternoon, we're, we're opening up John's gospel and we're drawing from the wellspring of Jesus' farewell discourse. I've referred to that before. I love that title for it. it, it it's referring to that section of, of John's gospel where he spends so much time. It, it takes place during his last supper meal in that upper room. Jesus spoke and he imparted a spiritual life into his disciples. In the Passover celebration and meal, Jesus serves, He serves and He teaches us profound spiritual truths so that we might have joy. And so we, like His disciples, might not abandon our faith in the difficult days that we're in or the days that lay ahead. I'm I'm quoting from some things just out of John as I say that. And we're gonna we're gonna for the sake of Expediency and and really just focus today. I, I know that I, I I said in advance we're going to be reading from John chapter fifteen. We are, but we're gonna we're gonna concentrate here on just really the the first eight verses of of John's uh, gospel here in the in chapter fifteen. And if maybe you maybe you could read that. Sure. Oh, lead us out here. Uh,
1: John fifteen verses. Uh, 1 to 8. The true vine. I am the true vine, said Jesus, and my father is a gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't bear fruit, and he prunes every branch that does bear fruit, so that it can bear more fruit. You are already clean. That's because of the word that I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I remain in you. The branch can't bear fruit by itself, but only if it remains in the vine. In the same way, you can't bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. People who remain in me and I in them are the ones who bear plenty of fruit. Without me, you see, you can't do anything. If people don't remain in me, they are thrown out like a branch and they they wither. People collect the branches and put them in the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will happen for you. My Father is glorified in this, that you bear plenty of fruit, and so become my disciples.
0: (laughs) I love how that's put. My Father is glorified in this, that you bear plenty of fruit, and so become my disciples. I love that. So so we abide in me. Uh, You've heard it read aloud, remain in me. Essentially, they mean the same things. It comes uh, from the Greek word meno, which is defined as I remain, I abide, I stay, or I wait, or as in I wait for or I await Uh, I love that. It, uh, you know, I thought that that carried sort of a sense of of being present with Jesus, but being present and waiting with expectation for more. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, like Jesus when he comes, he always comes to bring more. Right. You know, Uh, it's and and it's that word abide and remain it's it's an active word and that's what i get out of the sense of that abide in me is a title we picked out for today's scripture i mean it just so rang true to me as as we thought of you know the this lenten series and i said we must speak about this yeah um because it's so critical right so crucial um it's both our joy and our responsibility to abide in him um, the secret of ex- accessing life and bearing good fruit is directly associated with us remaining in Him. Uh, oh,
1: we have to, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah we, we don't, don't.
1: have, well, we do. <laughs> well, I'll just stop right there.
0: Well, we, we have to in the sense that, you know, we need to drink water to sustain yeah, our bodies. Yeah, that's right. It, it is that essential. Um, so it's the secret to accessing life and bearing good fruit. Not only do we remain in him, but there's also in this word a determination to remain anchored to the wellspring that is Jesus' word. Mm. You know, you see that, that, that the word of Jesus needs to live in us. It's something that we need to draw from and feed from and feed on. Now we know the Word became flesh and it lived amongst us. That's how John opened up his gospel. Right? It's, it's so poetic and yet so true yeah. and revealing. It's uh, he rewrites the the opening narrative for John's gospel much like we would read the creation story. Itself. Yeah, I was just
1: thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's fantastic, you know, so he's igniting everybody's senses. He's seeing God in the beginning, in the creative miracle of the world. And now he sees Jesus coming into the world as, as a new man, as a new creation, and calling us into that new creative work. The Greek word employed here is logos. It's literally a statement or an idea that communicates a divinely revealed truth or, or an adherence. It's it's the activity of heaven finding its place on earth. You know, now, like you know, it's like I love what the you know what the scriptures describe. The voice of God is like many waters falling on the earth. There's there's such activity, such life to it. In Jesus, the Word comes in the fullness and in the power of God's Spirit. There will be no greater revelation of the Father than what we see in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and He's continually still revealing Himself to us, isn't He? Yeah. In Jesus, the Word comes in the fullness and power of His Spirit to reveal the love of Father God toward us and toward this world. Um. You know, for those of you who just think that Jesus is gonna dispatch this and get rid of this, you know, his promises, what did we say earlier? A new heaven and a new earth. Sure. Yep. He's coming to bring and to sojourn and to tabernacle here in this earth. And he calls us to make a determination to do the same. It's like we've been given an an incredible truth about his love for us, his love for people, and his love for the world, that we're now called to steward, just like Jesus stewarded. Um, but see, you know, apart from Jesus, what does is, what is the word say?
1: We can't do anything.
0: Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah without him. It, it, it is impossible. But with him. It is possible. Yeah, anything is possible. Yeah. Now, I, I want to clarify that statement because it feels pretty pretty open like anything (laughs) Uh, you know it sounds like an old Cadbury bar commercial that used to used to hear I am probably going to leave that off but it's it's anything is possible with him and and I want to clarify that statement anything is possible when the desire we have is genuinely birthed from our intimate abiding in him right Hmm. you know when it, it comes out of that place. It comes out of that place when we're submitting our will to his will. And we're, we're coming into submission to his revealed purposes. I mean, because in his revealed purposes is our destiny. Everything in us, when Jesus is saying, this is what I want for you, this is how I see you, this is how I made you. When everything comes into agreement with that, there is such a sense of fulfillment and aha. You know, coming into submission to the creator himself is probably not, it's probably a good thing.
1: It's a really good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of... So, but Jesus says, look, ask. Sometimes we don't have because... We don't ask. We don't ask, Uh, you know. um, But that
1: doesn't mean we get everything we ask for either.
0: Well, and that's this whole thing of yeah. being in submission to him sometimes we don't have because we ask with i think that you know, the, the word says with selfish intention or with wrong motivation you so
1: know. the heart of self as opposed to the heart of god
0: well yeah you know when the last time we spoke um jesus was in the synagogue at capernaum and uh, the crowd was coming in and and he'd already like Exited stage left from that crowd when he had done the miracle on the other side of the shore because, see, they had they had they had designs and ideas for Jesus. Yeah, you know, they they were they were wanting to king him in the way that they saw a king coming, right? Uh, and he's and he wasn't going to have any part of that, you know. Uh, they wanted Jesus on their terms. They didn't want Jesus on his terms, at least. Certainly not right away. Uh, sometimes we don't have because um, sometimes we haven't taken the time to let the Spirit and the Word of God really reveal His desire yeah. for us. And you know, uh, you know, I think when we when we understand His desire, I think it comes with wisdom too, doesn't it? You know, it, it comes with this "aha, I see well, the, the that's... better thing that You had planned for me."
1: That was just the Holy Spirit quickening our heart to, yeah. to that, I believe.
0: See, he wants to reveal his desire for us, and he also wants to reveal his desire for particular situations that, that we may have some influence in directly around our lives. So we've got we to be good at learning to wait, and which I mean is to abide, like waiting for that with some expectation. Um, not impatiently, right, but, yeah. but trusting God, and not necessarily uh, with lots of clarity.
1: Uh, just to be at peace, at not knowing, just at, waiting.
0: Yeah, not yeah. knowing. Uh, learning to remain faithful um, <laughs> when, you know, when it's hard. Right Yeah,
1: because there can be temptation to say, yeah. ah, it's not going to hurt anything. I'm just going to do this anyhow."
0: I, I see yeah. I see opportunities and shortcuts here, and hmm, you know. Yeah. Uh, learning to be patient.:
1: <laughs> Does that include? Uh, well, we won't go there.
0: we won't go there. And learning to trust in God's work to be revealed and in his time and in His way. And and I'm not gonna I'm going tell you something. This is nothing that we can do short of being intimately connected with Jesus because we need the grace that comes with the Spirit of God. Only He can supply that. And and when we're when we're when we're uh when we're partnered with the work of the Holy Spirit, then the grace to do the things that He's called us to do, or the grace to wait upon the Lord. Yeah. That comes with it, so you know it kind of it kind of keeps whittling everything down. Have you, have you got any thoughts about that, or is it no? No. <laughs> now, what did What did you say at the beginning? Don't ask me a whole bunch of questions. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I am really tired. I had two of the grandkids sleeping in my room, and then little little Becca likes to still wake up through the night, and so it gets a little disruptive. So let's just say my my Sleep for the last two weeks has not been on the top of the morning. <laughs>
0: Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, you're laughing out loud. I wish I could. I love your laugh. I wish you could hear it <laughs> online right now. She, she, what is she write there?
1: Getting into the meat of the gospel.
0: Lol, laughing out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, waiting. Oh, man. Uh, Jesus refers to himself as the true vine. That's how this teaching is introduced to us. Did you notice something about the teaching that you did today? You know, the, the read, the, the gospel you read? Did you notice what color all the text was? Red? Red, yeah. So the red-letter Bible generally speaks about, it's Jesus. Jesus is doing yeah, all the talking. Right. There's no narrative in there. This is I love that about this piece. I, it kind of struck me. Yeah, this is just, just this is like... Literally pervade him. This is what Jesus said. So we're just listening to what he said. And he starts out by saying, he refers to himself as the true vine. Now he's talking to, you know, I mean, there's lots of historical accounts with this and we're not going to go into all of the detail of that. But Israel was thought to be God's people and God's vine. It was the vine that he had brought out of Egypt to plant into the promised land. And it was supposed to yield great fruit, but it, the The grapes that it yielded were wild. Like there were, (laughs) (laughs) there were you know there was still work to be done. Jesus says he comes as the true vine, and you can imagine that true vine coming in and being planted. And if you're, if you are somebody who loves to grow grapes and maybe even uh, play around with making wines, you know how critical that.
1: Or jelly. I've made jelly with grapes. We made jelly.
0: Okay, we made jelly, but I think wine is. More exciting, but jelly's good. But but here it is. Jesus refers to himself as the true vine. And it comes with this, and his father as the vine dresser, which is really what what the the Greek of that is. We we know it as his father, the gardener, but he refers to himself as the true wine and his father as the vine dresser, and us as the branches of that true vine. I love that. Hmm. You see, you see this harmony and this relationship together. Life flows through Jesus to us. That new created life is, flows through Jesus to us. And the Father is hands-on. Always. Yeah. So don't think of him as, as standing back, you know. He is hands-on and he's actively at work in us who profess Christ. Uh, and then he's dressing. And he's pruning every branch that comes to Jesus.
1: <laughs> you ever felt felt that pruning?
0: <laughs> I feel people going, oh, I knew this was coming. Uh, if you're in Christ, then I want to encourage you that God the Father is at work in you. And this is, you see how this is just, um, we've talked about this restorative work that God's doing through this Lenten series. He think, restores. Michelle, himself.
1: you're laughing even harder right now. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> He's at work. God the Father is at work in you. This is a beautiful but intimately vulnerable picture of Jesus' life flow and our Father as the vine dresser. God is at work to glorify and reveal the light and the salvation of his Son through every one of us. Jesus and God the Father, they, they, want, they want this world to see Jesus through us, Right? They want to see that life through us. They want, to, they want that fruit to, to be consumed and used and, and seen. You know, But every branch that the vine produces needs to be lovingly inspected and thoroughly pruned. It's, it's actually an act of love. Vines need growth. They need to grow toward the life. Rather than be, uh, end up being all tangled up in a mess, it's like, you know, they're always looking to optimize it. The, the vine dresser has to be cutting and pruning to help it grow in the right direction. Um, yeah, so we, we, we need <laughs> We need what he offers, you know? He's, he's at work in us. The vine needs to be pruned to stop it from unhealthy and from even wasteful growth. Isn't that a, That's kind of a bizarre yeah. thought, eh? It's growing. Well, you
1: do. You need to thin out. You need to yeah. discard a broken, dried up old
0: Yeah, because they can branches. become affected and affect the whole plant. Yeah, you, you get less fruit
1: actually with it yeah. still there. That's
0: right. It's all yeah. kinds of energy going out yeah. to these places that it shouldn't be. Uh, instead, like the vine dresser is, is, is reading the plant and he's watching it grow. And uh, the shoots are being encouraged to grow outwards, to grow out. Uh, and towards the light, so that the plant can become true to itself, so that it can blossom, and, and you know, so that we can reach our, you know, the potential that God has for each and every one of us. Um, left to themselves, vines will produce unnecessary growth.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, left to our own devices. Yeah, that might be true, eh? Pruning, Brent, ouch. Yeah, it's very... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Don's ready for the beauty after the pruning. I agree. Uh, but left to themselves, vine will produce the unnecessary growth. The goal is to grow the very best and the finest fruit.
1: I think, too. I mean, I'm not a pruner or yeah, I'm a hacker, <laughs> I don't <laughs> like
0: that. Yeah, but I
1: think in you know, vineyards, not church vineyards, but vineyards that you need to intentionally prune good to get actually a sweet tasting fruit out of that
0: there there is a, there's a lot involved in it and I'm not yeah. even sure if I'm going to go into the extent of that because it, I'm sitting on some stuff there um, but yeah but never forget this that the fruit is actually destined for the harvest yeah it's a good thing it's right anyway, it's it's a good thing in this text, the word Jesus uh, employs for for prune, pruning is or it's relationally connected to a word that is used for cleaning, hmm. uh, uh, and it's employed in the in the in the third verse there. Um, in that following verse, he says uh, the Father when he, referring to the Father, Jesus says he prunes every branch that does bear fruit so that it can bear more fruit. And then he goes on to say, "You are already clean." How did he How did he jump there? That's, and he says, "You're already clean." That's because of the word that I've spoken to you. I, I love that, um, but there's something about that word. Through through their journey, the the disciples have been experiencing a pruning and a cleansing with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, you've read the stories, you guys right? I mean <laughs> uh, good for you Courtney I see you, you got a, you got a good entry going on in there um, but but yeah like there there is a, a pruning and a cleansing that we're all going to experience. Jesus he, listen uh, when they came they were uh, they weren't well are were any of us perfect, but they were not perfect. They were <laughs> yeah. rough cut gems, like gems yeah. in the making, but they were in the rough. And Jesus is is like, he looks at them and he sees what they need. Uh, Jesus has is, is already spoken the word to them though, because this this is coming to the end of his earthly ministry, right? He's already spoken the word to them. Uh, he's, he's already called them out, and, and Bonnie presented this last week. He's called them out to take up their own cross and to follow him. That's a pretty that's a pretty hard ask, right? An impossible ask without Jesus and the oh, for sure. spirit. Um, they've been submitting their lives to the pruner's knife, hanging out with Jesus. And and Jesus revealing the Father to them. They've been experiencing the pruner's knife and he's been cutting away at their goals and their ambitions all along the way. I love how, uh, how the theologian uh, N.T. Wright puts that, you know. He's just like, oh, the humanity of it all. They've borne fruit in their journey with Jesus. Um, we bear fruit in our journey with Jesus. We do. But even in the process of bearing fruit, Jesus is also saying, expect more pruning, right? Even, even, even the branches that bear fruit are going to experience a pruning so that we can what? Bear
1: good fruit. Yeah,
0: good fruit and even more fruit. Uh, what does Jesus ask of us? He says, believe in the one that Jesus has sent. Take up your cross, follow him. And having been found in Christ, remain in him. Stay, abide. <laughs> Wait with some ex- expectation and anticipation but wait in him. As branches in the true vine, we are called to remain in him. And as his children, we are called and invited to welcome and to cultivate an intimate relationship with him. And and we're going to be sort of finishing off with this thought. See, you know, branches that uh, try to go it alone, um, branches that are trying to live without the life that the vine offers, Um, they're gonna wither yeah they do they're gonna they're gonna be cut off taken away is actually the the word that the greek text uses there and they're um, they're gonna wither and die at their own peril Uh, destined for the fire that's yeah that's i don't want to be just fuel for the fire Maybe those parts of my life that I need clipped off, right? (laughs) That unnecessary. I'll stand by the fire. Poor growth that Jesus wants to deal with. Uh, But listen, branches that remain in the vine and submit themselves to the pruner's knife will live and bear fruit that is eternal. Like it, it has lasting purposes. So, questions: uh, How do we remain in them? What does it? What does it look like in practice? We're awfully quiet. <laughs> what does it look like? Rule one: remain connected. Yeah. Like remain.
1: Can, and it's hard to uh, even. It's hard right now to remain in community and remain connected when.
0: That's that's a hard edge right now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but it's it's. Don't worry, guys. It's it's coming.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe I can speak to that yet, but. I don't know. I might be overpromising here. Uh, commit yourselves to being actively filled with His Spirit. You you can do that. You like can these are things that. you can do. You guys remain obediently and intimately dependent and connected to Jesus in His Word. Like when we when we when we move into His Word, man, it is life to our souls. Um, it changes us. It, and when the, as the fathers revealed to us uh yeah, some of it might hurt but it's a good hurt it's a good pruning yeah. it's it's like jesus saying yeah we we need to cut that out of your life it's a work of the holy spirit remain in community remain in a community that loves and celebrates the lord really important <laughs> really important i mean we're just not going through a bunch of um Hoof and exercises here. We're, we're we're lovingly committed to celebrating um, the Lord and loving one another. Uh, there's uh, there's really uh, this is funny that there is no such thing as a solitary Christian.
1: Do you think the monks?
0: Well, they they lived in community though mostly, yeah, they didn't they? Yeah. I mean, there's a time like. We're not supposed to go it alone. I think that's what we're saying. And I'm going to say, yes, we got to carve out intimate and private places for prayer and worship with Jesus. I I absolutely believe that. And and it's been, for us in these last couple of years, it's been uh, like so good for us to do that, right? So necessary, not just good, but necessary for us to learn how to do that, how to just abide in him and to listen for him. But I'm going to say remain together as a community of people who pray. And it's so important that that we hear what God is saying. I mean, we all hear Jesus. We all have these facets of Jesus.
1: We've been doing, uh, like, yeah. once a week, we meet for an hour on Wednesday yeah. nights. And and even though it's through Zoom, when, we, when I leave there, I go, oh, it's so good. Yeah,
0: so, so good. good. Yeah, we're... Yeah, and admittedly, going into those meetings, we could be tired, right? Because it's been most
1: the time we are.
0: Yeah, it's been a long week, but by the time we're through the the meetings, like yeah. such such goodness comes out of that. Uh, I feel energized and encouraged, and yeah, just a whole Which bunch. Which you
1: all are welcome. Just let us know, we'll get you on the Zoom list. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can join yeah. that. Um, remain together as a community of people who pray. Remain as people who carry burdens for one another, right? So sometimes we go into meetings with heavy loads. It's not uncommon, but yeah. you know, a heavy load over a, a good many people is like that's life-giving. Remain as people who celebrate and who mourn together, like both.
1: Yeah,
0: right? you know, we rejoice and we mourn. Like there is a there's a holy communion of sorts when we do this together, and remain as a people who journey through life and who do mission together. You know, Jesus sent his guys out two by two, like he sent them together. He didn't want them to be alone. Uh, yeah, we need it just to help discern situations too,
1: yeah, right? for sure.
0: Yeah. And, and while it's likely to hurt, and here we go, we're getting back to this. Thanks, Dave. Be ready for the Father's pruning. <laughs> be ready for his knife. Um, listen, you know, as, as, I, as I read into this and, and read what some voices had said, I, I love what N.T. says here. He said, he said, Our Father is never closer than when we are experience Him as the vine dresser with His knife in His hand, thoughtfully considering the life and the growth of our lives. Like the work that He's doing is for our good. And he is intimately close to it. Hmm.
1: All I can think of is, and I have lots of Paw Patrol Band-Aids if it just bleeds a little too much.
0: <laughs> Paw Patrol Band-Aids. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Babe. Frozen
1: Band-Aids. Yeah,
0: the kids would help put them on too, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, that's really off topic, but they are the best Band-Aids in our in our. Medical kit. I just want to say the other ones that we buy, they they don't stick to your finger. Those ones are like they stretch and they stay. They're good. Paw Patrol Band-Aids. There's a, <laughs> there's a high five for Paw Patrol Band-Aids. Uh, listen, the Father is never closer than when he's when we're experiencing him as the vine dresser, right? And uh, yes, we experience the goodness and the glory of heaven when we bear our good fruit, but God is glorified when we bear Good quality fruit. We share it with them, but He's glorified. Ultimately, yeah. any glory that we might experience is—it's all meant for Him. It's destined for Him, and and we're made to experience His glory. Yeah. Yeah. Good fruit. I'm gonna say just—it just—it doesn't just happen, no. But it comes when we abide in Jesus and we submit ourselves to the intimate and to the loving touch of our Father. Yeah. They come together. Jesus is the true vine, and our Father is the vine dresser. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, it's so good, so good. So, you know, so many places we could go, and I, um, I'm thinking that that what we've shared is is kind of it's kind enough. The you know where we where we landed in this lesson we've 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 landed in this place of the importance of remaining in Jesus and submitting Mm -hmm. ourselves to the Father, Um, opening ourselves up to the Word of God that comes. Like, you know, just these are some really top-notch things that we can do for ourselves. This morning, uh, I was fighting getting up early (laughs) because sleep has been, uh, it feels like, you know a sustained good sleep has been felt a little fleeting in the last 2 weeks <laughs> i've been sleeping on uh, blow up beds <laughs> i'm ready for our own bed tonight um but for for this morning uh you know i was just i was praying about our time together and i just i want to speak from that because this is you know you can you can just ask jesus to show you something that he wants to show you i i I suspect because we've got to come online or we've got to stand before He as a group of people and we've got to bring something. It just makes us that much more desperate to hear from God. (laughs) So in a good way, it's like, man, talk about being put through the ringers when you actually have to, you know, say something that's meaningful and revelational and and really is the heart of the Father, right? Yeah. Um, But I felt this. Uh, I... I had this personal revelation. I haven't shared this with you, so this is going to be news to you. So, you know, as you get thoughts or impressions on this, go ahead and speak to it. But um, I felt like Jesus was giving me a a personal revelation. uh, And it felt like a dry place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, very often when when the Father speaks to me or Jesus speaks to me, Spirit's revealing things, I see a picture. And then generally... When God's talking, it starts with a picture. Um, what's Charity saying there?
1: She's just being sweet. But she, but she says, I, I have felt God's presence all over your message. Thank you for sharing.
0: Well, good. Like, be filled. Charity, we love you. It's like your worship. It comes right from the heart. Um, yeah, that's encouraging. Anyways, dry place. Uh, and then... It's uh I saw I saw what was um I'm just keeping my notes in front of me there because it's just very point form. Uh I, f- I felt like Jesus was leading me to the rock. Uh, you remember the rock uh that the Israelites had to like they're they're in the desert. They got no source of water. They're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. are uh yeah. not feeling really happy, loving towards Moses and and, you know, they're they're thinking like they've been led out to the desert to die. They're grumbling and they're complaining and uh, they're concerned. But it was the sense of being out in the desert and coming before this rock. And and I felt like Jesus, uh, with a father or whatever, were leading me just to take my hands and put them together like this. And, and as I did that, and uh, it's, I saw this stream coming out of this rock that I was actually cupping my hands together and collecting the water from. It. And it was so, I, like if I could say I could feel it, it was cold. It was beautifully clear. It was pure. And and I was being encouraged to drink. Um, to drink from the water that was issuing from the rock. Now, of course... See, my theological mind was the rock represents Jesus, right? I'm going through this in my mind. What's what's Jesus? What's God saying to me? And I, and I felt like he's just saying, come to me. And, and he, said, he said, you know, we can think of our bodies like vessels. I saw no vessel in this. I just saw my hands put together, cupped together. And, you know, you're not going to carry a lot of water like that. No. Back to feed anybody else. But... But it's like he wanted, he was inviting me to drink from it right there. And, and, then, and then the impression that came to me was God was like, just drink it in the midst of my presence. And then the words came to me, drink in his presence. Mm. And, um, you know, I haven't been able to read this word uh, without seeing the importance of the work of the Spirit and of the word of God that comes to wash us and to cleanse us, uh, but He also comes to sustain us, and He's actually the thing that we need to be thirsty for, right? Yeah. Um, like if 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 we choose Him as our desire to quench our thirst, if we make if we turn all of our desires to a, into a thirst for Jesus, uh, He's the thing that is. Going to eventually answer all of our hearts' cries, um, and so as we leave here uh, today, I had but one question for you. Um, and maybe you want to do that. You're going to want to do this in private with Jesus, but just to invite Him to uh, show you uh, what you are feeding on, and and that is my question for you today: What is it that you are feeding on? Um, you know a a, a branch abiding in the vine Um, it feels kind of natural right Mm -hmm. Um, you know I'm not sure that I think that if you're abiding probably more of your attention is looking outward than it is necessarily always looking back to making sure you've got that (laughs) you're firmly connected but Jesus challenges us to just remain in him like there's still this outward growth that God expects for our lives and that we have a a, a God built design to want. We want to grow. Um, but he's saying like it's sort of the, the both end. Remain in me and you'll grow. Yeah. Right. Jesus is asking us the question, what are you feeding on? That's good. How about we pray? Let's pray. And release these guys. Yeah. I would say to go run around in the sun. It might be sunnier to the west here. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. So pray for us then. Mm-hmm.
1: So God, we thank you for your goodness. You we thank you for we thank you for the pruning. And we thank you for the fruit. And Lord, I just pray for each and every one of us that you just and we can feel you just pulling us so close to you as this is happening. So there's no fear there's no No. uh you know just we just know you got this so god just pray for all those ears listening to just even invite christ to come in and prune (laughs) but no he's he's got this
0: yeah
1: and uh yeah and bless you guys bless you to enjoy the rest of your week and uh yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to snow this week, so we'll yeah.
0: see. And 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 hear this God wants you to flourish. He wants me to flourish. Yeah. He wants Debbie to flourish. He wants our family and our, our marriage to one another to flourish. Yeah. That's right? what he, he wants for us. You are so greatly loved. And not just by us, but by our Father in heaven. Especially by us. Especially by us especially okay oh, dear yeah well sure why not <laughs> anyways guys it's been great thanks for uh you know jumping online and including your comments for being a part of the yeah. conversation
1: makes it fun for us when you do that
0: yeah it makes it fun um yeah there's probably other technology that we can employ maybe there's some folks listening to us out there part of our collective that would think man it would be fun to run a, a zoom prayer line after these kinds of things and just check in with one another and pray for one another. If that's you, give us a call because we could make that happen.
1: <laughs> we would love to make that happen.
0: We would love to, Anyway, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it's, it's been awesome, you guys. We look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Uh, get ready for some announcements and plans for the week. We're gonna be talking a bit about what's coming up on Easter Sunday. Yeah. That could be fun and be praying for sun. sun Sun. sunshine in april we we need it and we need it to pull this off well
1: maybe we can use all those branches being pruned between now and then and have a nice big bonfire
0: oh lord god save us (laughs) (laughs) bye for now folks i love you guys it's been great